Mr. Craig, you're up, man. Thank you, Pastor Zach. Thank you so much. And uh, again, as he said, welcome. We are so glad that you're here. I know many of you are home and streaming uh, online as you've been doing the past six weeks. Can you believe it's been that long already? Uh, it's certainly been too long in my opinion. Uh, so we're going to uh, just continue to trust the Lord. I, I know this has been a very difficult time for a lot of people. And um, you guys that are out in the parking lot, I got to see many of you and it was, it was great to see you out there. So uh, thank you for, let me just, thank you for the opportunity um, to see your faces. I was able to knuckle bump a few of you and say hello. Um, we don't have a, a, a parking lot full, but we have enough of you out there that it was just good to see you. So thank you for coming, guys, that are on the radio. Um, you look great out there. Some people are hanging out of their sunroofs. We won't mention any names, Jake, and other people are, uh, so he's kind of somewhat in his car. Um, other people are abiding by the, the rules that we've been given, uh, and, and I'm going to kind of refer to that a little bit later in the message today about where we're going from here because many have asked the question, you know, Pastor, what's next? Where do we go? When are we going to be um, in our sanctuary again, worshiping together? And um, we've got some, some direction on that that we're going to give you. I will tell you that we plan to have a board meeting this week with our, our board to discuss our future plans for the month of May. Um, next week is Mother's Day. So at this point, the plan is next week, we're probably going to do another drive-in service next week and online streaming. And um, then there may be some other changes forthcoming after that. But like I said, I'll talk to our board and uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch with you as to what things look like in the future. But one of the things I just really wanted to share with you, and I'm going to keep our time brief this morning because I realize sitting in your car for an hour, especially if you have little ones out there, I know there's a few of you with little ones in the car. Uh, our youngest new church member is with us out there. Micaiah is with us and uh, with his little baby sister, Maya. And it's so great to see you guys out there, uh, all the kids that are, that are there. Thank you, kids, too, for being in your cars with moms and dads uh, and having snacks. And the, the thing I love about having young ones in the car when you're traveling is you can always find chicken nuggets like months later in between the seats. And it's awesome that... It's true. You know, Zach, you've got little ones. You know what that's like with car seats. Listen, my, my wife and I took this week off, uh, kind of, sort of, not really, but we had a little bit of time off to do an unexpected home improvement project. And um, we're still married. That's the good news. We're still married at this point. Um, I don't think my wife likes me too much, but she loves me still because she has to love me, right? If you've ever done a home, <laughs> a home improvement project with a spouse, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, they are trying and challenging, especially when you have six people living in a house with no kitchen sink um, and with only a microwave. It's challenging, but uh, keep us in prayer. We're hoping to have running water soon in our kitchen and... Um, Keep Lisa and I in prayer that she doesn't kill me before next Sunday and we'll be good. Uh, but I want to talk to you about staying stable in shaking times. And so this morning is just really a word of encouragement, uh, but it's a word to remind us that we're, we're more than just spiritual beings, we're physical beings, we're emotional beings. And right now in our world, things continue to be shaken up. And it's important for you to understand that you can remain stable when we use our God-given power. We're not just bodies. 
We have a spirit, a mind, and an emotions. And our health does not exist in isolation. And there's a lot of people that are becoming unhealthy, uh, physically unhealthy, emotionally unhealthy, mentally unhealthy, spiritually unhealthy. So I want to give you some scripture and some foundation this morning to challenge you on how to stay stable. When you're troubled emotionally, when you're stressed out, it's, it also affects your physical body and your health and your habits. And lots of times, for many of us, when we're stressed, we tend to divert back to destructive habits and patterns when we're under stress, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, maybe you, you get under stressed and you just down a bag of potato chips because that's how you deal with your stress. Well, it's important to realize um, that your health uh, and regaining the footing of your health, the foundation of your health, and the most important place to start, the first place to start, understand me, the first place to start for your health, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, is the, that spiritual foundation. And so this morning, I want you to ask yourself the question, what does the foundation of my life rest upon? What is your foundation? Does your emotional stability rest upon circumstances or upon other people's actions? If so, then you're going to be shaken. If this pandemic that's going on, this crisis that we remain in, if you're not firmly grounded and rooted upon your spiritual foundation, you are going to be shaken. Now, I didn't say that you're not going to be bothered by things. I didn't say it's not going to be difficult because it is going to be difficult. What we're living in are hard times. We all understand that. However, when you really check the footings and the foundations after all the circumstances that are going on, they can change, they can get worse, they can threaten your security. But during the times when I feel shaken, I go to Psalms chapter 61, verse 2. Look in the book of Psalms. Psalm 61, verse 2. And this is a prescription, if you will, for shaking times and for staying stable. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray in these next few minutes you would, you would lead us back to the rock, which is you, Christ, our, our sure foundation. And I pray, Lord, that those that are they're living, all of us that are living in these uncertain times and these shaking times would find our footing and our foundation firmly planted upon the rock, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that this morning you would reassure the foundation for all of us here at Centerpoint and the body of Christ that are listening in our parking lot, in our living rooms, at home, and wherever people might be today. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus is our rock in this present world, and it's wise to hold on to the rock for dear life. And, and this is where a lot of us are at right now. We're, we're sick of being isolated. We're sick of being stuck at home. We're sick of being told we can't do this. We can't go there. We got to wear a mask here. We got, I get it. I understand all that. But this is a time that you and I, believers, have to hold on for dear life to the rock and remind yourself that none of what is happening is a surprise to God. 
And by the way, I want to take a minute here and just say thank you to Mark Reynolds because he preached a wonderful word last week that wrapped up our session on the blessed life. And uh, it was a reminder to me that regardless of where you're at and what's going on in our world today, uh, we who are in Christ can remain blessed and are blessed and we still can live that blessed life. So thank you, Mark. I know he's out in our parking lot serving right now and he, he just brought a great word last week. But I want to remind you that God is not surprised by what surprises us, by what's going on. As his people, we've got to remember who is the enemy. The enemy is not your neighbor who disagrees with you. The enemy is not, uh, not the governor who is putting mandates on you that you don't like or the government or whatever. Those are not the enemy that we wrestle against. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 is a reminder to us. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. During a crisis, we as a people of God, as God's people, have the opportunity to bring the kingdom of God wherever we go. Understand that. You and I, as a people of God, wherever we go, see, his kingdom is righteousness. It's peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that no matter what happens in this world, it's not a time for us to argue and bicker and become impatient with one another and fight and slander. It's not a time to criticize. It's not a time to judge others who may feel differently than you do about certain rulings or regulations placed on us. Listen, church, this is not a time for you to be uh, lashing out with each other on social media. Understand this. This is a time that everything that can be shaking is being shaking. Your foundation and my foundation and our footing in Christ needs to be firmly planted on God's righteousness. What is that? That is peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And those are the kind of things that you and I need to hold firmly to. Um, and, and listen, I get it. I get it that there are people um, out there who don't like this or don't like that. I, I don't even necessarily agree with all of the, the laws uh, that are being placed upon us. But having these different factions or divisions that arise in the body of Christ is not okay. Understand me, it's not a good thing. It's what the enemy wants to use to divide and conquer. And what I hear and what I see going on, and you guys all know I'm not a social media guy. I'm, I'm, some of this is, is secondhand, but I'm seeing enough on there uh, to know that there are becoming factions within the body of Christ. And I think it's important that we guard the unity of the body of Christ, that we fight for the unity of the body of Christ. And yes, we're going to have different opinions. Yes, we're going to have different feelings on certain things. And, and yes, we're going to go back to the word of God and we're going to look at what scripture says. And we as a body, notice Centerpoint Community Church, are going to do the very best we can uh, to, to remain firmly planted on the word of God. And again, I don't necessarily agree with all the, the, the government restrictions. However, I'm going to respect them. And as your pastor, I'm going to lead our church both biblically and spiritually, uh, to comply, at least within the short term. I, I don't feel at this point there is 
um, justification to warrant uh, civil disobedience, if you will. And some have asked me about that. Uh, and I'm aware of Romans chapter 13. And I believe that this passage not only addresses the, the, the times when we agree with the government, but also the times when we do not agree with the government. Uh, and I know that this is online, so I know that everybody's going to hear this. So I'm trying to very carefully guard my words. Um, and, and people have asked me this. So here's what I would like to say. Um, we as a church and a board will be meeting this week. We're going to continue to discuss what gathering together as a body of Christ is going to look like for the coming weeks. Um, we, we know that there's been a mandate set for a certain amount of time. Uh, we also know, I know, and you know that, you know, I go to Home Depot and I'm, I'm closer than I am right now with you guys in the parking lot. Um, and so there are some things that uh, need to change and some of the, the write-ups that have been mandated upon churches, there are some things that need to change. Uh, and I would, I would just want you to know that there has been um, some things that are being addressed and have been addressed with, the, with our local um, state and local officials on that note. But Please, again, as a church, be patient, remain calm, uh, encourage each other. Even those who feel or see differently than you do, division, discord, div uh, dissension, and bickering over things, that doesn't do any good to the body of Christ. And realize that the enemy, if he can get his foot in the door, he's going to cause a wedge, and we don't want that. You know, I'm concerned with the witness of the church to our community. I think it's important that we be patient, that we be understanding, and that we use a lot of wisdom. And I'm asking God for wisdom on a daily basis. Uh, I'm going to be seeking our leadership this week as we talk about moving forward. But I, I want you to know that as a church, it's important that we um, guard our witness as a church and what it looks like to the community in terms of protecting the vulnerable. Because there are a lot of people that are vulnerable in our society and we need to protect the elderly or those who are immutable compromised. And, and I don't think that we're in a situation right now where we want to put anybody at risk. So let's keep calm, have a cool head, and let's be loving, kind, respectful. Um, and with our words and with our posts and with our rants, let's just be careful. All right, guys? I, I hope you're with me on that. Um, and I do believe that there are some things that we can do that align with Scripture and they are very important. And I want to give you three of those things this morning as we really fight to keep our unity and we fight to remain stable, stay stable. And these are important. So how do we remain stable in times like this? Through our rock, through our rock, right? We have power in him to remain stable when we use our God-given power. And this is where we've, we've got to get beyond our flesh, beyond our emotions, and we've got to dig deeper into our foundation, our spiritual foundation, which Christ is our rock. So what do we do? Number one, we have power. We have the power to pray. The Bible says that the prayers of the righteous avail much. We have all of the resources of heaven at our disposal when we pray according to God's will. Understand that. 
you say, well, pastor, you've said that over the past few weeks and, and I'm going to continue to say that and I'm going to continue to stand upon that. And, and this may sound repetitive, but you have power in your prayer. What do I mean by that? God, help me to get through this day. Help me to deal with this isolation. Help me to, to deal with my kids who are driving me nuts because we're cramped inside. That's when you go to the rock. You go to prayer. You talk to God. You vent, you spew your emotions. You talk to him about your, how you're feeling. You can be angry even with God and say, why is this happening? Those are all okay things to do, but understand you have power in your prayer. Your prayer is your discussion, your dialogue with God, you processing with God, all that's going on inside of you eternal, internally. Only God has the power to change the human heart. And when people's hearts are changed inwardly, their actions are changed outwardly. You have power in your prayer. You have power to get along with your spouse. You have power to deal with the difficult circumstances and situations that are very hard for all of us. I was moved this morning as I was out visiting many of you at your cars and could just see the tears welling up in many of you, and and I was moved by that. Remember, you have power in your prayer. Number two, we have the power to speak God's word into every situation. If there was any time in which our world needs to hear life-giving, encouraging words from the disciples of Jesus Christ, it's now. The world does not need to hear and see the church bickering about things. They need to see us encouraging one another and giving life encouraging words. And you can say, hey, you know what? I see your opinion. Uh, I don't necessarily agree, but man, I love you and I'm here and we're in this together, right? People are hurting. People are confused. People are looking for answers. So let's pray for wisdom that we will speak the right words at the right time, not words of division. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 21 says, that I may make you known, sorry, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer the words of truth to those who send to you. So understand that we have power to speak words of encouragement. Luke chapter 21, verse 15. For I will give you a mouth or words and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict, to resist. Words of truth, words of wisdom, speaking, encouraging, life-giving words. The world needs to hear those life-giving words. The church needs to hear those life-giving words. The third thing is we have the power to love and to serve. We need to first keep our own hearts and minds stayed on the Lord so that we remain in peace. How does that all come? How does the love and the power come to serve? Keep our hearts and our minds stayed on Christ. When our hearts are right, understand this, when our hearts are right, we can minister to others who need comfort and encouragement. We minister and remember that God's perfect love does what? Cast out fear. His love cast out fear. And so we have to stay, uh, remain stayed on Christ. And understand that we're, we are, uh, it's not just missionaries who have a mission field. And right now, our mission field has been expanded vastly, right? Our, our area of influence has been expanded through mobile, uh, uh, through social media, through online resources. And many people are chatting that way and interacting that way. We all have a mission field. 
right? Your mission field is your circle of influence, your friends on Facebook and beyond. And how are you impacting them? And how are you influencing them? And how are they seeing what you're posting? And are they words of encouragement? Are they powerful and loving words to serve and encourage others? We may not be able to change the the circumstances in our world right now, but we can serve those in our families. We can serve those in our communities. Uh, I'm amazed that, you know, there's people outside in the parking lot that are serving every day and they're working uh, and they have their masks on, they're doing the right thing. But whatever territory that God has given you, let us use our power that we have inside of us. When, When the times are the darkest, Listen to this. When, when times are darkest, this is our time to shine the brightest, right now. And we do that through these things that I just said, by our actions, by our words and our deeds. We are, hear me out, church, in the parking lot, in the living room, wherever you're at, we are anointed for such a time as this, right now. We're anointed for such a time as this to let our light so shine. My wife's got a saying, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And so let your light so shine before men, Matthew chapter 5 or 16, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. My concern with all that's going on within the, the church globally today is that the church becomes so divided that the world sees this instability. We need to have a firm foundation. And yes, there's a time for action. Yes, there's a time for obedience. Yes, there's a time to say, well, I have to agree to disagree with that and we're gonna do something different. There will be a time for that. Right now, I think it's time for us to to make sure that our light is shining properly, that people see our good works and they glorify our Father in heaven. And that means sometimes, sometimes you don't agree with things, but you obey anyway. And there's sometimes when you don't agree and you say, my conviction on the word of God is I'm gonna obey the word of God over that. We'll talk about that in the future. I'm going to uh, close out with this scripture. And I I was doing my best, so I rushed the the second and third point a little bit there, but doing my best to wrap up in 45 minutes, guys. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. And I've shared this already with you once over the last six weeks. For this reason, this reason that we're in, I bow my knees. This, This is my prayer for you and for us. I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to his riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded, remember the rooted and grounded, in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge and understanding that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. The power that works in us, what is that power? That's the power of the Holy Spirit. The power to remain stable in an unstable time. The power that works in us. To him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen.
You know, the, our kids are watching. Kids are outside in the car. They're here. They're there. They're listening. Our kids are seeing how we're acting. Our children. And this time is going to go down in history and be remembered for, for decades to come. How are we, the bride of Christ, handling what's going on? We've got a mission field. Let's make sure that we use the power, which is the Holy Spirit within us. Let's make sure that we seek God for wisdom on what is right and how do we respond. And I want to encourage you. Uh, I just want to encourage you to remain stable physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Maybe you're like me and I kind of slipping on some of my eating habits and eating really bad when I shouldn't be eating better. And, and so physically, you know, you start to slip because we... Um, because we're in, we're in stressed times, right? Stressful times. But listen, spirit, body, and soul, let's stay healthy. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. How do we do that? By having our firm foundation grounded in Christ in the rock, Jesus. And now's that time, like I opened up with Psalm chapter uh, 61, verse 2. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I am. I want to close out with just praying uh, that prayer of blessing over you. Sean has uh, introduced us to a new song in the past few weeks, uh, the Blessing Song, I believe it's called. It's a powerful song. And, uh, and I've been kind of praying that blessing over you, even when I don't get to see you. Um, and I'm going to run out to the parking lot in just a minute and wave goodbye to all of you. So uh, as you're pulling out, we're going to be dismissing in an orderly fashion out there in the parking lot. To those of you who are at home, We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Stay stable. Stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what you could ever ask, think, or imagine, according to the power, that's the Holy Spirit, that resides inside of you. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and may he fill you with his peace. God bless you. Amen. We'll see you next week. We do have uh, on Wednesday night, we're going to be having a uh, fellowship night. So you can tune into that at 6.30. We'll send out an email, but hopefully you can join us then. Uh, We'll be having a live fellowship night that Pastor Zach will be leading. God bless you. Have a wonderful day in the Lord's presence. Thanks for joining us.